How are we doing, everybody? I am Jeff Hoke here with Chris Henrique and Kevin Perdios. And as always, this is Shorthand It Takes a Boston Bruins podcast brought to you by Couch Guy Sports and Shocked, sponsored by Shocked Energy. Uh, head on over to shockedenergy.com and use the promo code CGSN for 10% off your order today. Episode 28, we are on now, and we are in the middle of the first round of the NHL playoffs. Some good series, some bad series. We'll recap them all. We'll talk them over, talk them all over. All of them are still going on. But the reason why we are doing this podcast today, and obviously the name is the Boston Bruins, um, is because of what they, the Boston Bruins have done in this series so far. After going down 2-0, they are back tied after going back home for two and taking both of them at the TD Garden, now heading back to North Carolina to take on in game five. Uh, Chris, I'll start with you. Let's break it down a little bit. Um, some of the biggest factors here, obviously the switch to Jeremy Swayman, uh, was a big factor, uh, coming back to TD garden. What kind of factors he had in this, uh, um, series changing game from yesterday for the last two games. They, they look like they just had a little more life, um, playing in front of Swayman, um, They've looked like a better team, too, in front of uh, Swayman than they have with Allmark to begin the series. Um, and, you know, you had to do something, you know, when you drop the first two games of the series and it kind of looks bleak, um, you know, you have to kind of do something to kind of rattle the cage a little bit and, uh, you know, get a jolt. So um, I'm happy that they made the change. I think he's played pretty well. Um, you know, it's – a lot of adversity in the last game too, considering that they, you know, they were down two key players on the defense and yet, you know, the, um, the guys in front of swing were still able to kind of protect him and get it done. So um, they're going to need to, have they announced the, if he was starting then game he five? He's starting tomorrow. Yep. So, you know, if we can continue to get the same trend, you know, maybe they're just, we've seen it before. You get a goaltender that gets hot in the, in the playoffs. Yep. And that is the ultimate difference maker. And who knows, you know what I mean? The Bruins keep throwing this kid out there. He gets, um, he starts to get hot between the pipes. And uh, I mean, at that point, I think they, they, they might be able to, uh, providing they play like they've played the last handful of games, uh, I think they could compete with anybody. No, 100%. And Kevin, let's toss it over to you now uh, on the other side of things, goalie-wise. So uh, you had uh, what, what they call the cooch. In that, in that for a little while uh, after Anti Ranta went down on that vicious, vicious hit by uh, David Posenock, you know, you know, that, that, you know, uh, serious changing hit that they took. Um, but Anti Ranta went down. Uh, the I don't know how you pronounce the last name. So we're going to call him the Cooch in this. Uh, the mm-hmm. Cooch came in, uh, did well in the first game, uh, kind of uh, fell apart in that second game. He's a rookie. He's only played his three or four games outside of that. He's been in the KHL. And now he had Ranta back yesterday, who obviously uh, won't get into the uh, other aspects of things. What has been the biggest issue on the side of the Carolina Hurricanes as to why they let the Bruins back into the series? Um, yeah, I think it's it's a couple of things. One, Carolina's soft. Like they're a very, very soft team. And I think once the Bruins kind of figured it out that they can – impose their will physically and, and kind of take it to them. Um, that's a huge, it's a huge aspect of it. We'll get into one of the biggest 
you know what's um i'll leave it as a pos you guys should know know what that means <laughs> oh i'm excited um, to talk about it. don't you worry so we'll we'll leave it at that and you know i i think like chris said they needed a jolt they needed to kind of get get their heads back out of their their rear ends and start playing hockey and once they figured out in game three that they can kind of impose themselves on on carolina um and i think even after winning game three and hearing Rod Brindamore's comments thinking that David Pasternak purposely ran the goal. Like they just saw how much real estate they had in these guys' heads and they took it to them. Um, you know, D'Angelo poking Brad Marchand in a figuratively term or figuratively way, kind of getting them riled up, I think set the tone for game four. Once once you get that guy fired up, once you get Marchand kind of playing at the second level of, you know, he, he wants to stick it to you and um, kind of woke up the bear. Don't poke the bear. He poked Martian and Martian responds with five points, you know? So it, I think there's a, there's a lot of, a lot of aspects. Charlie Coyle played well yesterday. The first line, Bergeron and Martian played really well. Postnock had a goal and assist. It, you kind of got your first line back up and running again. And I think with a backup goalie, we did what we should have done against the backup. And when you look at the, uh, obviously, uh, Bergeron uh, has been on fire. He got uh, whacked with a stick yes, uh, in the game yesterday. Uh, obviously, stitched up and able to come back in. But, uh, Chris, it seemed with, with Charlie McAvoy uh, most likely being out for game five now, uh, Hampus Lindholm could be back. He has to get cleared first. Uh, he did practice uh, today. Um, as of Monday um, and everything in between there, the power play seems to be, I, I tweeted this earlier. Uh, the power play seems to be working a lot better uh, or at least now the power play seems to be doing better with five forwards in, instead of putting a defenseman in. Um, do you see, uh, you know, Bruce Cassie sticking with that uh, going forward? If Lindholm comes back. I mean, I would, I would, I mean, merely for the fact that, you know, it, it took, you know, how many months before this power play, you know, seemed to play better, for lack of better terms. Um, I would continue to do the same thing until Carolina can figure out a way to stop it. Um, and if Carolina plays as undisciplined as they were um, in, in this next game, um, to be honest with you, I, I, it doesn't really matter, I think, who the Bruins put out there. You know, the Carolina, the the Hurricanes, they lost their composure in that game. And they, yep. a lot of what happened was self-inflicted. You know, I got concerned a couple of times when the Bruins had a few five-on-threes and, you know, they weren't able to capitalize. I was getting worried that, like, you know, they've they've opened the door. You need to go ahead and, and jam the, you know, you need to jam the puck home. Um, and the Bruins, you know, the Bruins have. And they, they, they've definitely – um, I don't know if it was the 2-0 hole and they just decided to pull their heads out of their ass or, you know, what it is, but um, whatever kind of happened in the span of the last three or four days, um, a team on the other side of the city could definitely benefit from, uh, you know, taking a page out of their book. As we're watching that game right now, or at least I am. I don't know if you guys are or not. Oh, but... I meant the Red Sox. Oh, I was talking about the Celtics. 
I, I was picking up what you were putting down, Chris. I knew who you were talking. Every okay. While, you know, at, at least every episode, I have to drop some sort of baseball reference. You want you want to drop your pod on here really quick, or I'll do it at the end. Okay. Anyway, um, speaking of undisciplined, um, let's break down the reason for their undisciplined. Uh, Marshan did what he does best and gets into people's heads. Um, and the number one person on that team that likes to, you know, be getting into is Tony D'Angelo. Uh, there's a reason why when the uh, Rangers released him, they released him and Carolina was the only team that wanted him. Uh, he has a very sketchy past. Um, some things here and there, I won't get into too much, but uh, he's a racist. Let's put it like that. He's, he's a racist. Um, and he once again, let the moment get into him. And, you know, it, he lashed out and I'll, I'll Honestly, there should have been a penalty at the end of the game when he chucked his stick at Martian uh, to try to stop that goal. There wasn't, but what Martian else? would have been Martian would have gotten like a four-game suspension. Oh, one percent. Goals reversed. Tom Wilson would have got twenty. And that's not. And I'm not trying to be like a homer and you know go ahead and throw that type of shit out there. Like, yeah, straight up, if he would have thrown his stick at that player, at least three, four games. Maybe, maybe because the postseason they do two, but there would be a, a heavy levied penalty to Brad Marchand. Yeah, no, definitely. And you look at it. Um, that's really what turned the series around here. The undisciplined play yesterday. Uh, the Rangers went up one, uh, the Rangers, sorry. I was looking at the Rangers score. We'll talk about that soon. That is horrible. Um, the hurricanes were up one, nothing. They're playing well. And then they started to get sloppy. And that is what Rod Brindamore, and it all started with that goal, uh, that goalie interference challenge that Rod Brindamore was so adamant on that he still is adamant on that he, it wasn't, uh, it was cold tender interference. It wasn't. Um, and after that went downhill, it, they started to get undisciplined. Uh, and you five on threes, five on fours, everything in between. And they let the Bruins right back into it. And, you know, uh, when you let the first line of, uh, they put the first line of Pasternak, uh, Marshan and Bergeron back together. When you put those guys back together and let them get hot, it, it doesn't it doesn't end well for the other team. And it's funny because Tony D'Angelo uh, press conference today says that uh, uh, he's not worried. Uh, he says that um, how do I put this? Uh, he said that we're not worried because our our stadium is going to be louder than what Boston's ever was in those two games. And we're not worried because it's it's only two two, and we're going to come back. It's like okay, you just blew a two nothing lead, dude. How how are you not worried? You know the best part too is that you know that's that's you saying it, but when you actually hear the audio, yeah, of him say that, it's almost like, dude, like, what are you doing? I like I am convinced if the Bruins win Game Five, it's over. The series is over. Yeah, they go back the to Boston. And it's over. If you win, it's going to come down to it's going to come down to this. Like whoever wins in the other person's building, is going to win the series. Yeah, because it's switching. Like and it's a dumb comment, but it's true. Like like you guys are just saying, if the Bruins go in there tomorrow and win, it's over. The series yeah. is over. Coming back to Boston up three two, you the place know how much, be rocking. You know how much real estate D'Angelo had. Uh, how much real estate we have in D'Angelo's head, especially with him making those comments. You're going to allow. Him, you're going to take a 3-2 lead back to Boston and a guy that called out Boston as a fan base? Yeah, have fun, dude. Have fun. 
I mean, I get it too. It makes sense. You know what I mean? You want to figure out a way to, to light the fire and, and inspire your team, but not for nothing, dude, but like you've dropped the last, two, you've dropped the last <laughs> two games. You've dropped the last two games. Your team, by the way, has dropped the last two games and not for nothing, but you haven't, he hasn't really, you know, he's been a negative factor in what it feels like in, in part of, uh, and, and the reason why that hurricanes team has lost. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, I preface this with saying D'Angelo as the player, not as the person, but the player, like he's kind of, you know, it's, it's that guy on the other team that you love to hate. Yeah. He's a new villain in Boston right now. You know, unfortunately um, his off the ice background, you hear that, you hear the shit that his dad said, you hear that? Audio? <laughs> yeah. I, I heard it on touch and rich this morning on, uh, on the way home from work. And I was like, yeah, you know, I think um, I think Murray put it perfectly. Like the apple does not fall far. It doesn't. <laughs> what, I I didn't hear those comments. What do you say? Or you, if it's bad, you just sum yeah. it up, I guess. So basically, he justifies. I put the explicit on this anyway, so you guys are fine. Basically, he kind of he he justifies and he it, it, he defends the comments that D'Angelo has made in his past, so to speak. And basically, oh and I'm only summarizing, I'm not quoting here, um, because of the background that he grew up in and how he was raised, um, he basically took that thought process and passed it on. And instead of not understanding the room, which is the world now, and in general, you don't say the shit that D'Angelo's done, um, <laughs> doesn't know the audience, so to speak. But again, D'Angelo, the player, he'd be a great Bruin. Just the player, the style of play that he has, that agitator, like to have that kind of guy, like another Marshan, but on defense would be a cool piece to have. But to you guys' point, there's a reason why the Rangers let him go. You know, very, very sketchy past. Very, yeah, very. I mean, I mean, they, like, I was listening to 985 and they were talking about him and a guy called in and said, you know, D'Angelo is more than the Bruins have offensively from like on the defensive side. And I, I guess there's some merit to that, but at the same time, just seeing his antics last game and, and how he is unable to reel it in and channel it in a, in a positive way. Is somewhat like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch him to be on the team, regardless. Like, and that's just play, like his play wise, like his on ice stuff. I, I, I wouldn't want him on the team just because I think he is everything the Bruins were frustrated with Marshan about when Marshan was first coming up, was first kind of being the instigator esque type guy, but now we see that Martian is able to use that energy still have, he found that middle ground. I can get under your skin. I can get you to draw penalties against me. And while you do that, I'm going to go put up five points in the game and then channel that hatred and that, that anger or whatever yeah. it is with frustration and using a positive way. While D'Angelo was basically a sixth man on the ice for the Bruins. Everything he did was, was helping. He had no idea how to, how to hone it in. 
and credit to I think Lazar. Yeah. D'Angelo went up and tried to like fight Lazar, and Lazar was like, "What are you doing? Like, no, dude." <laughs> you know, and even when he was in the box, he was still throwing a little temper tantrum. I was like, yeah. "Dude, this guy is just." I think Rob Brindamore called him out after and was like, "He needs to figure it out or rein it in a little bit." That's another guy that but, needs to shut up. Oh, it, it, the entire organization. So I, as you know, I went to the Red Sox game. So whatever Friday. Yeah. So you can't watch it. Right. And they won. So I said, I'm not watching it. Not watching it. Well, I kind of forgot about that come Sunday afternoon when I, <laughs> I turned on the Bruins game, but um, caught the end of it. I caught the last period basically. And um, yeah, dude, the intro is just, just not a good, not a good dude, not a good player. Well, he is a good player, but he's just his, I don't know how to put it nicely. That's bitchiness. fine. Yeah. His bitchiness no, is this is a Bruins podcast, way. dude. You don't have to put it nicely. He's not going to listen. And yeah, I, I went to I went out to dinner with a couple of my friends who are big Bruins fans as well, and they were saying it, and I never really realized it. But like the entire organization of Carolina is just soft. Oh, their fan base is horrendous. Like, oh, it's terrible. And, but even Ron Brindamore, like bitching, like thinking Pasternak ran the goalie on purpose and bitching about that and. It, it's like, dude, as a coach, like you gotta, you gotta get your guys to stop bitching about the refs, stop bitching about external factors. You you didn't play a great game of hockey the last two days, last two games. That's that's what it came down to. Why they lost, and now we see the Bruins are able to get under their skin and use it to their advantage. Um, I'm I'm confident in this series. I think so. So let's stay on the let's stay on the piece of shit factor of things here. Uh, we're on a little bit of a time constraint today, so I want to get on to the rest of the league. What's going on? Um, we we could talk so much about what the Bruins have done better and all that stuff, and the Carolina fans and what they what they did to Pasenak after you know all that. Um, that's a different uh, podcast for a different day. Anyway, let's break down some of these other things going on around the league. First of all. I want to put out there that uh, the Islanders firing Barry Trotz is the most atrocious thing I've ever seen in my life. I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know what to think about that. I, he, he takes you to two straight conference championships and he gets fired because he had a bad 13 game stretch on the road. Uh, it's, it's, it's confusing me. Anyway, let's break down some of these other games. So obviously Boston Carolina tied at two going to game five. Tampa Bay, Toronto. Uh, let's, uh, Kevin, you had Tampa Bay in four. How's that going so far? Um, credit to Toronto, man. They're putting, <laughs> up a little bit, they're putting up a little bit of a fight here. They're right? tied at they're two. Putting, piece. Yeah, they're, they're, they're putting up a little bit of a fight. But um, I think we've seen, at least this last game yesterday, um, Toronto, I mean, uh, Tampa kind of had their way with Toronto. Um I think it goes seven. I do. Yeah. Um, and and to be honest, I think I think Toronto wins it. Wow, wins. there it yeah. is. And, but this is again, there are another another um, series that's tied that has to go. You you're going back and forth between home. Yep. And unless Tampa, like Tampa, really needs to win tomorrow night. Yep. If they win tomorrow night, similar to the Bruins, they win the series. Um, cause I think once you go back to their home building, it, it, it's over. If you go back to their building with the lead, it's over. 
why um, I give Toronto the edge is Game Seven yep. at Toronto. Um, uh, so, get that other game though is I mean the Lightning did blow out. I didn't get that. Could you try again? Is that is that true? Oh, you didn't get that? Siri, Siri, <laughs> that was my Siri. Siri's listening to us. Uh, anyway, um, so uh, Chris and I had Tampa Bay in five, and that so uh, we uh, our predictions are totally wrong on that one. Well, um, we not we can we could get it in six though. Yes, but we both said five, so it doesn't count. When some lose most <laughs> yeah. game though in the background has gotten interesting. So we're recording this Bruins. So podcast. okay, so that's where I'm gonna go next. Uh, that game just went final. Penguins Rangers. Penguins just took a three-one lead, uh, series lead over the New York Rangers. Igor Shesterchkin gave up seven goals. I didn't have Fenway Sports Group, did I? Uh, you had no. You had a. Uh, I had Pittsburgh in six. That's right. So I'm one game away from being right on that. You both, uh, Kevin had Rangers in seven. You had Rangers in six on that one. Yeah, um, you know what it was. I was all about the goaltender. Yeah, you well, yeah, because look, not the name, but I was all about him. Crosby went down. Um, oh, not Crosby, Jesus. Uh, uh, Jari went down. Jari went down, and now DeSmith is down and out for the season. Um, with core, oh, it, he, they said he had cramps, and then next thing you know, he had core muscle surgery. He's out for the rest of the season. It's like, gee, what kind of fucking cramps you have, dude? Hey, holy uh, shit. <laughs> um, and now you have Louis Domingue, Domingon, Domingue, anyway, him. And he's been lights out so far. And on the other side, you have the Vesna Trophy leading, or should be winning, uh, Igor Shesterchkin, who is absolutely laying an absolute goose egg right now for uh, the Rangers. And Rangers have one of the best offenses in, in the league with uh, Kreider, Zabinadaj, and uh, Panarin. So, I mean, that, that, that series has baffled me a little bit. I'm not surprised that uh, Pittsburgh is – Winning that series, I did not think they'd be up 3-1, though, right now. And speaking of almost go, uh, possibly going up 3-1, uh, the Panthers uh, just tied that game. Um, it is 2-2 with a minute 13 left in the third. Uh, the Capitals up 2-1 in that series. Uh, we all took Washington in that series, oh, that one. I was kind of surprised by that. Uh, we had Washington in seven for Kevin and Chris, and then Washington in six for me. Uh, Chris, what you got on that series? I, I think, I think still Washington kind of controls their own destiny in that I, you know, the, the Panthers are in my, I feel like they're due for a letdown. Um, and you know, they, they played so well, but it, I think it was in the last show too. You were, were saying like when it comes to, they, they won the president's cup, right? Yes. It's the president's cup curse, dude. It's the curse. So I say it every year, you know, um, I think there's, I think there's something to that, but I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I like, I just like the grittiness of the Capitals. I, I just like their veterans. They've, they've been there. Yep. Um, you know, Ovechkin knows how to win. I don't know if the, you know, the can't, if Florida wins the series and it's a different conversation. They're beginning to, to quote, learn how to win, but I don't know. I just, I hate saying it, but I, I like the Capitals still in this series. Yep. Uh, Kevin, you still like him? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think um, the curse is not on Florida's side and, and experienced players. So the deeper this this series goes, the more it favors Washington, I think. And so Ovechkin hasn't even done much in this series either. It's mostly been like TJ Oshie, Evgeny Kostenov, 
Uh, I think I think Ovechkin has a couple goals, but he's not lighting it lighting it up like he usually would be, and that's 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 kind of big that there you know when he's not on, everyone else is kind of on. Um, so that takes care of that side. Um, the other well, side of he's got an assist tonight. That does he? Yeah. Yeah, but you know he's got he's good for at least like oh yeah one or one or two games where he goes off like he's just yeah. like I I'm gonna win us this game and and that's the thing that's scary for Florida so I'm Florida I should be I'm I'm worried about that because again deeper this goes you know he's eventually gonna find his his stride and his I guess spot on the ice where he. The fact that everyone knows that he loves to set up for a one-timer at the top of the face-off dot or what, and just can't do anything about it is so fascinating to me. Like, <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't want to get in the way of that. And he's going he's gonna to unload on one, and he's going to bury two goals in one of these games here and, and win it for Florida at uh, Washington. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't want to get in. I wouldn't want to get in the way of that. Uh, moving on to uh, the Western side of things. Colorado and Nashville. Uh, well, Nashville is on the verge of elimination right now. Uh, they Walker. the game starts any minute. Uh, I knew this was going to happen with Juice Sorrows being hurt, and you know, Riddich Riddich got absolutely blistered in the first game. So then they went to their third string goalie. Um, I will say though, it, today's game will be interesting. I don't think they'll sweep, only because uh, I don't think Kemper's in goal today because he took a freaking stick to the eyeball. Um, I'm pretty sure he's not playing. I could be wrong on that. Um, but I'm not surprised by that one bit. I am kind of surprised that the offense for Nashville hasn't been as good, but it's Colorado's offense is just so, – Kale McCarr is just something else, dude. And it's it's fast. It's fascinating that he went in the third round of the NHL draft. It, it fascinates me that he went – he fell that far to the Colorado Avalanche. I'm looking at a web. I'm looking at a website right now. It gives the the Avalanche a 98 percent chance of victory tonight. He won. McCarr went giving him two. Who the fuck's a two? <laughs> yeah, he went to UMass. UMass. Yeah, yeah, he was a. Uh, he was part of that the national championship. I'm gonna. Team. I'm gonna. Pl- I'm gonna plug my my college in here. Um, well, my my uh, area's college in here. I didn't go there, but uh, Ben Barr, who was the main head coach, recruited him out of uh, high school. So. Um, that's a big, he was a big, he was a big, he was one of the biggest names, obviously that he recruited, uh, probably one of the, uh, heading to tomorrow now, uh, lightning leaves, all that fun stuff. Another good series, a lot of two, two series right now, blues and wilds. We all expect it to be a good series. Um, has it not disappointed at all scoring wise? I think we're all pretty much the same on that. It's still, uh, well, Kevin and me have Minnesota in seven and Chris had to go. St. Louis in seven. So, you know, sometimes you just, you got to go against the grain. Yeah. Um, well, um, and Chris, you're out on the uh, Calgary Dallas one because you had Calgary in four. Uh, I did. I did. You know, what's really hard is predicting a sweep. It really is. Any postseason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but every once in a while you have to go out on a limb and uh, you know, I still think that Calgary is, I just think Calgary is still a better team. Yep. And uh, surprisingly up to one in uh, no up to one in that one is the Dallas stars in that one. Um, And the better team doesn't, you know, sometimes the better team doesn't always win. And Dallas isn't a horrible team. 
No, we we talked about it when when your goalie gets hot at the right time. That's the difference maker. Audinger is getting hot at the right time right now, and that's all it is. Um, and obviously that first line isn't bad, and Tyler Sagan has been doing well. Um, and the one I wanted to end on tonight is the Kings and Oilers. This one got interesting yesterday because Evander Kane got ejected from that for a uh, game misconduct. He tried to gouge a player's eye out. I don't know if you saw the video of this. He was like, his hand was like right in his face. He was like trying to push his face away. And then he pushed it down and you could see his hand come up around and like, just try to like dig his fingers into his eye. It, it, it was, it, maybe I, it, the angle made it look like it. Maybe he actually wasn't trying to do it. I wouldn't be surprised if he was trying to do it. It's a Vander Kane we're talking about here, but that series is tied at two right now. Um, the Oilers, uh, we had uh, we had uh, Chris and I had Edmonton in six. Kevin had uh, LA. Oh, yeah. In seven. oh yeah, I'm looking at the video right now. It, it's it's like an old school WWE just gouged the eye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he just good for him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I like the scrappiness. We, we co- we're condoning this now. That's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, yeah. Um, but. So talk, about, talk about POS, huh? Yeah, that's like the quality exactly. guys on this on this podcast tonight, D'Angelo and Kane. Yeah, let's have them square off against I, each other. I didn't see the the Kane video, and I I believe every second. Yeah, it's, well, it's, Chris and I just both verified it, so you can believe it now. Yeah, even before Chris verified it, it's like this dude is. I don't know. I, so, like, how do you, as a coach, handle that? You you don't. You just oh. let it happen. So that series at two two right now, um, Edmonton. Yeah, they've been mad. They haven't been great, and that's that's kind of what I expected it to happen. And I picked Edmonton in six here, but I kind of expected this to happen. This is what happens with Connor McDavid in the playoffs. That whole first line disappears, and it's not that he, in the goal goalie situation is even worse. Mike, thirty eight year old Mike Smith is in fucking net, giving up freaking seven goals a freaking game. I mean, it, it, it's a recipe for disaster. It's, I don't understand. Uh, I would not be surprised if LA wins this in six or seven. I would not be. Any, any, you know, kind of going back on it, because I think I was, I was on the Edmonton train um, because they have two of the best, you know, goal scorers in the National Hockey League. But I think you're right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can be one of the, you can be a top goal scorer, but it, it just something about that, you know what I mean? Like when it comes, push comes to shove. Like, it, when when do we see them ever like capitalize and go out and win? You know what I mean? Like when do we see that? I'm trying to like I'm I'm like trying to think back in you know through the last handful of Stanley Cups, really other than maybe like Sidney Crosby. Like when's there been like a legit top tier goal scorer? I, I, if I'm missing one, throw it out Wayne, there. Wayne but, Gretzky was really the last one. You know what I mean? Like. There's never been like that one premium guy that kind of takes it. Yeah. Takes you there. No, get me wrong. If, you know, Don Sweeney or his replacement, whatever, you know, if that ends up going down that road, wants to go out and get Connor McDavid, then I mean, you don't say no about it. But (laughs) Uh, that's another question for another day right there. Um, Yeah. I think it's, it's just a, it's just a matter of that. I truly believe the first lines of in the playoffs, the first lines cancel each other out and, and I, I know everyone like I've said that before and people disagree and 
I they're rightfully they can, I guess, but like you said, when's the top, last time on any playoff series you've seen the top goal scorer take over a game, take over a series? You can say Marshan maybe yesterday, but his second goal was an empty netter. You know, it, I think the first lines of these teams cancel each other out. They just they're both very talented and they know what each other brings. That's yep. more about depth than more about a complete team rather than that individual. Yeah. Um, so before we wrap this up uh, really quickly, uh, Kevin, you still say Boston in six? Yeah, I, I think so. Because I, I think just from what we've seen the last two days, two games, Boston has real estate in, in Carolina's head and, and they should be going into this game tomorrow relaxed, not really much pressure on them. It's new um, series, best of three now. Yeah, it's it's a new series. I think they have the momentum coming into the series uh, or into this this game. So yeah, I think Boston six. Um, you know, I, it could go seven, but I still I still have Boston winning this series. I can't I'm losing with the momentum with the momentum the way it is. Uh, Chris, you you had Carolina in six. Do you still have that? If they win tomorrow, yes. Well, it's <laughs> not how this works, dude. <laughs> if they win tomorrow, yes. If they lose, then no. You know why are you gonna be so? I'm big? gonna be honest with you. I, I think I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna change my pick. I'm gonna go with the bees. I just in six Bruins, or seven. Uh, I think this is gonna go seven. Okay. I think the Bruins are gonna win tomorrow. It'll go. I, I. Oh, you will have them sweet. Oh, you have them swapping. I. Uh, I think. Ooh, no, I. I. Risky. I like it. You. You've. You've gotten the last two games, and to, you know, to your point, I think that they've they've kind of pushed this Hurricanes team, kind of to like their breaking point of, um, just kind of playing really, you know, sloppy hockey. Whereas mm-hmm. I think the momentum is going to carry you into the next game, but Carolina, I would have to think is there one of two things going to happen. They're going to make adjustments or they're going to continue to take on basically the identity of their coach who seems reckless and just saying all kinds of nonsense and, and you know what I mean? And it'll just kind of carry over. So um, I think we do get the benefit as uh, content creators that we can, uh, we can uh, flip flop on our picks. So <laughs> So well, well, yeah. The 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 other thing I would say is you have to remember we we dominated them at home yesterday without our our first D pair, our, our entire a top two line. defensive players. Yeah, yeah, a top two D players. Were we out. did it with Dar- and, we did it with friggin' Chris Chris Wagner and Derek Derek Forbert. So you then you know you play this out and we're coming back to Boston, whether we we're up or we're down. You're gonna have both of those guys hopefully knock on wood, at least one of them back into the lineup. Uh, I'll take one at least for this point. Yeah, no, it sounds like Forbore will be – I think he'll be playing tomorrow. It sounds like he was skating again today with the team at Cassidy time, so he's just waiting on the, the doctors to clear him. Yeah. Um, I, I view it as if you're skating and you're, you're, you're pretty close to coming back. If not, you, you'll, you'll get the okay, especially in a playoff series. There's probably some behind the scenes stuff of like, hey, he's playing type of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I just 
with those two guys coming back, hopefully McAvoy's not out for much longer. They say he's feeling better. Yeah, um, he just has to test negative twice, I think. Yeah, so I, I would assume come with it coming back to Boston in a few days, he should be yep. he should be good to go for that. And I just don't see. I don't I, see it. I had Boston in seven. Uh, I'm going to go with Boston in six at this point. Um, I do think, I think it's over for, I, 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 if they, if they can pull off tomorrow, I think it's over for, uh, for the Carolina hurricanes. I just think there's too much, too much going on in their heads right now. And it's just too much. Um, so that's going to wrap it up for this episode. We'll be back next week uh, to hopefully wrap up this, uh, all the series before we head into round two um, or when we do head, head into round two. Um, this has been shorthanded takes, uh, episode, a Boston Bruins podcast, shorthanded takes a Boston Bruins podcast. Let's say that, uh, episode 28 brought to you by couch guy sports sponsored by, uh, shocked energy, uh, head on over to shockedenergy.com and use promo code CGSN for 10% off your order. I'm Jeff Oak. That's Chris Henrique. That's Kevin Perdios and, We'll see you guys next week when hopefully the Bruins will be on to the second round. Peace.